I'm Rebecca Lavoy, and this is You Can't Make This Up. You Can't Make This Up is the podcast where we uncover the true stories behind your favorite Netflix documentaries and films. If you had to name one Hollywood legend, one whose legacy is greater than the sum of their work or the bounds of their personal life, one whose star grew brighter even after they'd left the silver screen, you might even identify them with just one name, Marilyn. In the 1950s and early 60s, Marilyn Monroe was pop culture royalty. On screen, her beauty and sex appeal were unmatched. Her personal life was a sea of troubles as she struggled with depression, addiction, and companionship. Her death in 1962 at age 36 wasn't only tragic, but some found the story around her sleeping pill overdose unsatisfying. The new Netflix documentary, The Mystery of Marilyn Monroe, The Unheard Tapes, is likely to be the last film in which we'll hear directly from those who knew her personally. It's comprised of recordings biographer Anthony Summers made in the 1980s with actors, directors, friends, and other associates of Marilyn. His feeling was that because of who she was, she could could never be hospitalized. So given that he he, he couldn't do that, his feeling was the best shot he had was to try to treat her in this highly unusual, unorthodox kind of way that he did. The mystery of Marilyn Monroe reintroduces viewers to the rising star and media sensation of the former Norma Jean Baker. Through the voices of those who knew her, we learn about her professional triumphs, her difficult marriages, and her challenges stemming from a loveless, abusive childhood. There are those who speak of Marilyn's high-stakes relationships with President Kennedy and his brother Robert. And I then beginning to recognize the voices the Bostonian accent and Marilyn Monroe. I heard the president call Marilyn, Marilyn, or Marilyn calling the president Prez. Their secret trysts pose security threats and political risks for the Kennedys, and their rejection of her left the star beyond heartbroken. We also hear from those who were there the night she died, and they contradict a lot of things about the official narrative we've heard for decades. And that she died in the ambulance, and that they took her back to the house. That was what he told me. She died on the way, and the ambulance was turned around and brought her body back. Right. It's been almost 60 years since Marilyn appeared on the screen. There are generations of moviegoers who know more about her legend than about her work. They might recognize Marilyn, but they've never seen some like it hot, bus stop, or the prince and the showgirl. They know all about the subway grate blowing up her dress, but they've never actually seen the seven-year itch. They only know the show number from Gentlemen Prefer Blondes because Madonna reimagined it in a music video. They know her from Andy Warhol paintings and melancholy Elton John songs. She's forever portrayed as both a symbol of glamour and a Hollywood cautionary tale. Director Emma Cooper told me that few remember Marilyn as the triple threat performer that she actually was. And while many great starlets just fade away, Emma says the circumstances in which Marilyn died helped to ensure her legacy. I mean, I I describe her as an, an enigma. 
Um, I very early on in the process of, of, of preparing for the film, I went to Hollywood. I visited her grave to sort of have some kind of, you know, conversation with her in the ether. Um, and I at the same time met one of her biographers who said to me, you know, strap yourself in, you know, the, nobody who, gets involved with Monroe doesn't become obsessed and 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 it, she takes over and and she did in life and she does in death and i think that there's something about her quality of sort of a translucent character um and she wore her her emotions quite close to the surface and i think from watching lots of her films and from watching lots of archive of her you can really see that you know her emotions are, are, are close to the surface of her and this sometimes meant that she could be incredibly single-minded in a scene or incredibly single-minded and professional within a movie set but that also meant that she showed vulnerability uh, and she showed pain and she showed laughter and love and all of those things and so I think all of those elements bound up in one very unusual person who died in their 30s becomes a star like she was a star she continues to be a star and there's something so enigmatic about her and about her legacy that I think just sets her apart from everybody else and continues to 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 all the generations coming up that's coming up next week on you can't make this up and if you like you can't make this up please rate and review this show and share it with your friends you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever else you get your audio. And make sure to follow the show so you don't miss a single episode. Our music is by Kelly Mack at Netflix Music Lab. You Can't Make This Up as a production of Netflix. I'm Rebecca Lavoie. Thanks so much for listening. 